Welcome to the Corporate Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda McCorder. I'm a corporate dropout, recovering people pleaser, and perfectionist turned burnout recovery coach. If you are sick of the corporate roller coaster ride and ready to step into a life you love, this is the podcast for you. Hey there, welcome back to the Corporate Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda McCorder. And today I am joined by Christine Samuel. Christine is an inner work coach, facilitator, author, and speaker who champions relational intelligence and heart-centered wisdom. With her deep understanding of the inner workings of human experience and expertise in mindfulness practices, she skillfully cultivates a safe place for deep connections and authentic communication. Through her unique blend of human-centered design, coaching methodologies, and ancient wisdom traditions, Christine guides individuals to connect with their own wisdom, gain insights, foster connections within themselves and with others, and define clarity in times of transition. Christine, I'm going to turn it over to you. I know that there's more here in your bio, but I want to touch on that here in a little bit. First of all, I loved those words of ancient wisdom traditions coming out of my mouth because I feel like in the last month, this is like something that I'm like feeling the pull more towards on my journey. So this is like perfect timing for you to be on here. I am so, so excited for you to share your own corporate detox story with our listeners. Awesome. Thank you, Amanda, for having me here. Um, So I guess... Shall I start? Yeah, um, go right ahead. Yeah. Um, so I've been in uh, my corporate career for 20 years. Um, my background is user experience, uh, design and strategy. So I came in the technology space and going through all the evolutions of technologies. And what I was doing there is was to create a user experience when you go into a website of applications. How does it take so that the users can have a pleasant experience, an intuitive experience on the websites or on the applications? So I, I've been doing that for a long time. And of course, there are so many different methodologies that change over time. And um, as I grew individually and spiritually, my interest and my curiosity is always about human experience. What is it? mean to have a transformational experience so from from like designing an experience for a website I thought yeah it's just a website it's very functional but I really curious and really interested in how how, there, how does we change through our experience so the, basically that is where I came from uh, with mindfulness and and coaching and things like that um and in my last year before I left my corporate world, the universe kind of put me into a very difficult situation with work where I was like put um, into a business unit where I didn't have any connections. I didn't uh, like the way they works. And um, I was put into a situation where I didn't have control. Um, it's more like, you know, you have to fit in into a puzzle piece that they want you to do. So in order to have a great performance, according to them, it has to follow their own, uh, you know, criterias. But um, I'm old enough to say, you know what, I'm, I, I have enough of that. <laughs> Feeding in is enough for me. And through that experience, I realized, you know, what does it mean to really create a space where we can show up with our inner genius because at work um you know there's a performance review there's everything where there's like a a criteria where you are measure on how you're doing with of course the business interests right but have you ever think about what you really love to do what is your strength um, 
not according to another measurement, but according to your own. So basically, after it was very difficult year, I decided, okay, you know what? This is for me to left my corporate world. Um, I did it before, like I did it a decade ago. Um, but this time I knew what I'm, what I was going through um, because there's a lot of fear that come, come from leaving that st stabilities and securities. So what I did was I left with, I want to experiment with myself. And when I left, I, I promised myself, um, I'm going to do an experiment. Um, there's no proven process or framework, just follow the flow. There's no rigid goal, just follow what my heart's desire. There's no striving, just allowing. Um, and I want to do something or create something from place of joy, curiosities and flow. Um, and can I, can I be open and tap into my inner freedom and work from my soulful desire rather than like, you know, I have to match this goal. So what happened was I thought, you know, what happened if I completely open to limitless possibilities and be willing to unpredict, not predict, unpredict my journey, because in the corporate world, you know, you have to have, you have to know three months later, what's your KPI, where are you going to go? What's your outcome? You have to predict everything. You have to have all the steps to that, to get there. But I thought, you know what? I'm, I want to be free from that. What happened when I'm freeing myself from everything that I know and just be in the space of unknowing? And here I am, three years later, done so much that I never done before, explore so much that I never explored before because I put myself in unknowing, in curiosities, in flow. And through that, I wrote a book. I'm going to publish it in April this year. Um, I I done so many coaching sessions. I done... Um, I create a communities called Deep Listening Circles, and I also partner up with someone who pretty much the same background as me to create a program called Women's Career Mastery to help women that already in still in the corporations who want to move into their career to really um, own their career because there's some there's less people, less women in in um in leadership right now. So for me it's like helping them to move up without getting burned out and being like stay true with, with who they are. And that's basically what I've been doing and I'm keeping this philosophy throughout my years because it's just so much more fun to do it rather than to force yourself into a box. Ah, uh, amen to all of that. Um oh okay First of all, being able to tap into your inner genius, you're totally correct when you say that it's very hard to do that in the corporate world, right? Yeah. You have parameters, you have KPIs, you have expectations, you have what everybody else is doing, you have somebody else's way of doing it, and you have the four walls. Mm -hmm. And... The four walls don't have to be physical. <laughs> they can be virtual, whatever it is. If you're in there, you know what I mean. Like it is almost like for me, when I left the corporate world, it's like I found my voice again. And it's a lot of what you're saying, right? It's like being able to step into your power, being able to be curious about things. Um, oh, that just resonated so, so much with me. And then the fact that you're trusting yourself to to basically lead an experiment in your eyes, right? On like, how do I unlearn all of this stuff that I've learned over this time and really follow a different path? Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I... I I, I'm grateful to meet you, Amanda. I think what I really love to share with uh, the listeners 
is like what is my learning of unlearning yeah <laughs> it about like when you when you out of you know your corporate career um what what do you have to unlearn so I do really want to share that because um even it will be helpful for people who are still in the corporations and absolutely uh, yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely so why don't we start there why don't you take us down this path of the things that you've had to learn to unlearn on this journey of yours. Yeah. So um, this is what I found, right? Um, in the corporate world and most people, why, why they come back, like, you know, they left and they come back. It's because it's really hard to deal with your own freedom. <laughs> no, this is, mm. this is very interesting. It's a paradox. Because when we are there, sometimes, oh, I wish I have more freedom. I wish I can do this. I can do that. I can, you know, there, we're just thinking about having more freedom, doing what, doing our own thing. But the thing about that is um, because we're not used to it, there's something there that makes us restless when we have so many more choices. What I mean is this, what I found is really helpful and why people going back to the corporations is because when you live in a constraint, um, you don't have to make a lot of choices. Mm -hmm. That's less uh, energy in your mind, even though you may complain. So what I mean is like, you know, when I work in corporations, Right. My schedule, you know, people are booking my time for meetings. So every day I wake up, I already know, okay, I have three meetings, four meetings, and then I have to finish this. There's a this deadline. I have to prioritize this and that. Right. So when you come in, um, you already have that set of boundary. Then you can just play within that smaller space, which make you become more productive that way. Okay. Now, when you are out from that structure after use so much of you know thriving in that structure mm -hmm. have a lot of freedom is really um frustrating or scary because then you're like oh what do i need to do today oh maybe i'll do this or maybe i'll do that but like is that really good or then then you you start thinking like you start worrying about what kind of isn't is it right decisions right doing, yes. right right and then that's 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 become the 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 struggle because we don't have that structure anymore so for me that is the biggest challenge when you get out from a structured life into unstructured life and when you get used to living doing the same thing every single day now the thing about work right we get paid more when we do better at what we're doing the same thing over and over again right in our life you know we we every day we walk every day we drive the car to the same direction we work with the same people we live with the same people we do the same thing even though it's like maybe different projects so we get paid for doing so well at doing the same thing now imagine you are out of that, right? And suddenly you need to do different things. And you are so good at, do, at doing the same thing. And suddenly you become, you know, incompetent of doing a different things. Now you have to deal with your self-critics, self-talk, saying like, what, you know, you used to be in control and now not anymore. Mm. That's the hardest part, mm -hmm. right? So what I found is this. So when I used to work, you know, because if you work in organization, you don't have any choice who you work with. Sometimes you're lucky enough, you work with great people, right? People you like to work with. And sometimes you just, it's like people that you just cannot, you don't have chemistry to work with. You don't have any choice. You have you work on projects that you like and sometimes you don't like but you have to do it right and for me you know it's happened 
for me as well. So when I in a project where I didn't like or, you know, leaders that I work with I, that I didn't like, I have this, uh, you know, I don't like this, you know, why I have to do this? Um, oh, why I have to go to this meeting? I don't like it. Um, and when I start doing my own thing, um, so every day I have, you know, I have stuff that I need to do. And I feel the same way. I feel like, I feel frustrated. I feel a bit restless. I feel a bit angry to myself, right? It's like, why am I not? And I realized, hey, I don't have anyone to blame anymore. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't have somebody that I can blame and saying, oh, because of that person, because of this project, my life is a bit miserable. It's me that doing that to me. So I realized all the critics, all the things that I thought it's a challenging, it's make me stress is not really out there. It's me that doing that to myself. It's me because I'm my own boss. Mm -hmm. So that basically make me feel like, oh my God, I don't have anybody to uh, blame anymore. Yeah. So it's me the one who, like, do I need to be mean to myself? Can I be more compassionate? Can I allow me slagging if like one day I'm not productive? So I unlearn that. I unlearn to set blame or become a victims of situation because it's me that decide it's me that choose so what it mean is right now um if you're still working over there and you don't have choice of your time or you know what project you work on or who you work work with it is you who decide about your experience for example if i said i don't like this um, I don't like this project or I don't like this person. Um, who suffer from dislike? <laughs> it is you that suffer from, you know, disliking uh, your experience, right? Yeah. So that's what I learned. And I think this is, this is for me the biggest lesson that I learned, that everything is my own choice. My experience is my own, uh, the one who decides, is it a good experience, bad experience? And sometimes it's just good not to make opinion about it, just to move forward, yes. right? Yes. You know what's what? so funny? Like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I must wish we could compare stories with a whole bunch of folks, right? On all the things we've had to unlearn. Because those were two, like, your two things right there that you talked about with, like, the space. Like, the white space on my calendar was super uncomfortable for me for, me, for a really long time because I was used to go, 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 go. I wasn't used to like downtime. I always felt like I um, was a self-starter. Like people really didn't have to be watching over my shoulder to get projects done. And then you step out and you're like your own boss and it's like a whole different world. And then secondly, I heard something after I left the corporate world and it was um, from a mentor of mine, Tracy Litt. And she was teaching us that all judgment is self-judgment. And if you're the type of person that you're waiting for the shoe to drop, like you are the shoe essentially, right? So those two things, like just, they totally hit home for me because even on bad weeks, bad months, you know, when, when I'm sitting back and even in my personal life, judging others, when I start to go down that rabbit hole, I have to really figure out like, what is it about me that's making me judge other people, right? Is that really like me kind of deflecting something else onto them? Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you for yeah. that. I, I totally like what you're saying because um, for me, it's everything is self-projection, right? Yeah. So the thing is, you know, it's happened to me too. Like, let's say I work with someone and now I have a freedom to choose who I work with. Um, and for example, I don't like judging others. Just say, I don't like judging others because uh, when I hear people judge others in front of me, I don't trust that person. Yeah. Because if I judge that person and yeah. bad, you know, behind their back, that he she can do the same to me. Um, so I met someone 
work with someone who kind of judging a lot of judgment and I didn't like it. Um, it it's get into my nerve. But what happened is I, I realized why why do what happened? Like I realized that I'm doing the same thing as her. <laughs> I'm judging her because she's judging others. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, any challenges, any obstacle that we have, any things that happening with it with us and others, anything that we see not right in in our eyes about others and about others doing stuff, it's actually data about ourselves, right? So if we like, what is it about me? Not about them, because if you if you kind of uh, be more of self aware and self doing more self reflection, because our mind is always creating story, right? If something doesn't feel good, it like emotionally disturb us. Yeah. What happens in our mind is we always create stories because it's, <laughs> it's want to make sense of things, you know, oh, like that person or this situation. So, so our eyes always look out. So our mind always look out from, you know, what, what are, what going wrong out there to this person, that person, this thing, right? What's not working. But we forget that is insight. Like you say, it's like, it's self-judgment. Yeah. What is in, what do, what can we learn about ourselves when we stress at work? What can we learn about ourselves? Because a lot, so I'm, I'm also helping women um, career in their career. A lot of things that happening um, in there is, is themselves not feeling enough right for example we are perfectionists and mm. we want to especially like you know um high driven women right um mm. really trying to do best for everything they do um and then you get burned out is it because of them or be, or something in you that contribute in that because sometimes uh, it could be we're looking for validation from others. It could be we try to be perfect because deep down we feel we're not enough if if we don't do well, right? So those kind of things is really, uh, I I would say work working is a self journey of discovery, discovering yourself. And if we either you are in the corporation right now, still in your career, or out of it, it's all about it's le learning about yourself. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectionism. Mm. I'll tell you, like that. I, I say I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> that still that still struggles with perfectionism in the work that I do in motherhood. I mean, it, <laughs> I find myself when in my parenting like, whoa, like that does not need to be perfect before my eight year old turns it in, right? So it's just it's funny how we catch ourselves. I like for me, um, my question to you about perfectionism you know, you're, you're writing a book, you wrote a book that I'm sure is a journey in itself, but how has perfectionism played into that? Or writing a book? Yeah. Um, so writing a book for me, it's about living what I wrote. Mm -hmm. So I'm to tell people, well, not tell people, it's more like showing to people, um, in the world where everything is changing, workplace changing the way the technology changing right um and in the world where we are so reliant on our headspace which is very uh narrow focus analyticals and um reductive we need a bigger space to hold our discomfort to uncertainty because we are a creature who love predictabilities all mm -hmm. of us actually in corporations because you know corporations, organization, businesses make money because they're selling certainty to their yeah. client, actually. Like whatever you sell, you are selling certainty. So our world wants 
and need certainty. So, but in the world that uncertain, we need a bigger space to hold discomfort. And for me, writing the book is more about opening my capacity to be in not knowing. Mm. To be, yeah, I, I really want to write this. Want it. And mm. then sometimes I get frustrated. Like, I feel like I have so much to say, but like the, the word that come out from, you know, my writing is <laughs> sometimes I spend sitting down for three hours and only one paragraph. Yeah. So, so I have to sit down and really be gentle with my own perfectionists, with my own self-critics, knowing like, um, yeah, I, I know you. I, I know, yeah, it doesn't look good at this point, but just just be there. Just be okay for that now because tomorrow you can come back and fix it. Mm. So what happened is um, I'm, I deliberately put myself in a place of unknowing because when I know a chapter, I don't really know the next paragraph. I, I don't know what's what's going to be in, in the chapter. And when I write the first paragraph, I don't know what happened in the second or third paragraph. So I allowing myself not knowing and then ideas come out, ideas come out. And then what happened is I look back and say, see, do you see, you know, Christine, mm. the brain, analytical brain, Christine, the headspace. It's okay. It doesn't, you, you just relax a bit. So through that and allowing myself to see, oh, it, it's working anyway. Then my brain start or my you know, survival mind start to like, take it easy because what happening, it's always want to protect, want to protect. So by writing that book about the heart space, I also realized, oh, when I'm in fear, when I try to predict, when I try to predict worst scenarios, it's actually uh, my part of me that trying to protect me, you know, like a mother trying to protect their kids. Yeah. So not in dangers. So because I see that as a, as a, there's a loving intention of our, you know, when we overthinking, when we try to predict the worst, when we get stressed out because we, we, we think it's going to go worse. Oh, it's part of me that just trying to protect me out of care, but it doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so then, then I thought, okay, I, I get it. I get the intention. So what what happened is with the head the heart space the idea of like holding things gently holding our perfectionist gently holding our fear gently because instead of like trying to get rid of them and not liking the feeling it's like yeah i know your intention your intention mm -hmm. is good um but just just hold it just just stay here with me for a while i see you i acknowledge you but um i also want to do this this thing the thing that you don't like yeah. just just be with me i, I gotta i gotta hold your hand right instead of like having the fear holding our hands we hold the fear so that we can do other stuff that is beyond our fear yes basically basically that's that's my experiment that at the end of the day it's not like you know when i'm fearful it's not like or when i'm stressed out i'm thinking about i want to leave my job or is not like uh, black or white. It's not that or the other one. I just yeah, got it, got got your you have the that idea, but it doesn't have to be one or another. It could be both because when I hold it a little bit longer and not trying to predict or not trying to make a solution of it, mm -hmm. um, a new insights or new ideas come out. Sometimes, yeah. you know, like a child when they crying when they say like mommy I'm afraid you know I'm afraid of the dark you don't say to the child saying like oh don't worry be you know think positively or you know there's nothing wrong yeah. there or like be calm right it doesn't work that way what what we do with the child is oh you're afraid come to me let me give you some hug just sit with me for a while right and for that child just by having that acknowledgement and um, be able to be co-regulate with someone you know that child will go to the happy self mm -hmm. without having to have a recent argument learning about 
you know, mindfulness or yeah. it just returned to to normal. And I think that's what we need with ourselves to be able to be and acknowledge our own discomfort, not trying to yeah. push it away, right? Because it's okay to be discomfort. Like it's okay. It's yeah. normal. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I truly think that our listeners can relate. Like guys, if you're not, let's say you're not writing a book, you can probably relate to what Christina is saying. There's something out there that fears creeping in, right? The perfectionist is creeping in. You're judging yourself the whole time and you're not just allowing things to just flow freely, right? You're not taking off that filter and so much of what we're conditioned as a society, right, is to kind of like think before we speak. And while that serves a a purpose that also can like almost be harmful in the way that when it's time to process things, right, whether it's, it's working through a project, writing a book, being creative, you know, just expressing how you truly feel about something, we struggle to do that, especially as women, especially as women in corporate, because we have fought long and hard to get where we're at and we do not want to screw that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what I found that is important, and this is what I learned and I want to share for people who are still in the other side, Um it's the opportunity when when you are on the other side this you know place where there is no structures um and for anyone who already moved to the other side is to really get to know yourself what you like what give you energy what are you passionate about what are you what you are curious about because sometimes we don't have time to think about what we want. We just do what we need to do, right? As a mother, yes. As you know, women in corporation, as a leaders, like you just have to do because everyone else depend on you. So we are so used to do something because we should, because the obligation, mm. and because of that we kind of shut down what our our deep desire because you cannot desire something else and do something different right so most people shut down the part of themselves um, in order to fulfill obligation i mean it's good if you fulfill obligation and that's what you love to do but most people shut that down so deeply that door is so thick, they lose themselves. Yes. Way of going up. And basically, when they go up high and high, it's getting more lonely. When Mm -hmm. you get up, then you lose yourself. You feel lonely. So it's important, either you are in still or out, to really find what gives you energy, what makes you like a child again. Um, what you like, what give you joy, and and this is the thing about, um, you know, after so good in your analytic analytical thinking, problem solver, you always think, oh, doing something, let's say, knitting or yeah. you know, craft is not like it, it. What is the meaning of that? Is not producing anything, right? So we we put condition into something that we love saying like it has to be productive as it has to be useful but allow yourself not to put any meaning and just just go for the sake of joy mm-hmm. go for a something that very ordinary and simple because that is what fill our soul that's what fills you so you can do your obligation you can help others because if you're not fulfill and you dry it's really really hard yes. to serve wherever you are yeah I hear so many women that 
you know, they, they're getting ready to make the leap and leave corporate and you ask them what they want to do. And almost 90% of the time that person essentially names what they were good at at corporate as what they're going to do for their career. Right. But that's what they're going to do in their business. And I went down that road. Um, I went down that road and I'm still like, there's things that I'm like, I'm, I'm damn, I was so good at that in corporate. And, you know, people tell me all the time, oh, we miss, we miss having somebody that was that good at something like that. And then I started to work in that again as an entrepreneur. And I was like, it just sucked the life out of me because it did not, while I was good at it, and maybe I thought that I liked it or enjoyed it at that time. Now that I've really like tapped into like really what true joy is and what I really love, you find out sometimes that that's not it. That is not it. And that is okay. It's okay to reinvent yourself. You you yeah. said something else that like it made me think of a mentor of mine. But you were saying that as people you know, as you kind of like climb that ladder, so to speak, and you get promotions and that wall gets thicker and you lose your, a little bit more of yourself mm. if you're not careful. Um, I had a mentor that said to me, you know, with each promotion, it gets lonelier. Yes. And the amount of people that you can like openly talk to and trust becomes a lot less. Yes. And that's that's one of the things that I just like, I never enjoyed about the corporate world because we all want to do more, do better, right? Like make more money, get the promotion, whatever that is. Like the majority of people want that, but it's, it's a sad fact <laughs> when, you know, it does, it gets lonelier. Yeah. I, that's the thing, right? I, I guess from the other side, I can say it. You know, in in organization, the way to move up is is um there's a map, right? Yeah. You know, you turn left, you do this this three character. Uh, this is the to do list that you have to fulfill so that yeah. you can go to the next one. So, so you get used to a one way of going up, right? One way of fulfillment in a way. The full the fulfillment is always going up, up the ladder, right? But as you, we know, when you dance or when you're in a room or when you go travel, there's always many ways to different directions. It, it could be go, going up. It could be going sideways, yeah. uh, going down um, if it's necessary. So it's, we need to learn to know exactly what success means for each one of us. So my my definition of success may be different than you, mm -hmm. and also my even um, definition of success may be different uh, ten years ago and now, and maybe another five years later, I may have a different definition of success. So if you so stop and slow down a bit and really do a lot of self reflection, I mean I know it's challenging, especially if you do have to you know there's deadline and stuff. But do self-reflection and ask yourself, what is success means to mm. me? Because we doubt that you're going to follow somebody else's roadmap of success. And when you are in that destination, you realize it's not what you want. Yes. Then it's really hard to deal with that. Oh, I just wrote down redefining success on a piece of paper because it's something that for me meant so much on my journey post-corporate. Um, it meant so much to me in my burnout recovery journey too. But whether you're in burnout, not in burnout, in corporate, not in corporate, like this is something that I think for every season of our life changes, right? So for me, 15 years ago, I, you know, didn't have any kids. It was a different season of life. <laughs> I wanted to build the home and get the promotions and get the big bonuses and things mattered. What I drove mattered. And then as I started getting into a different season of my life, like that success changes. Like now, like you're saying, success to me now is being able to pick up my son from school every day and take him to school every day and be present in the evenings to do homework. 
whatever that looks like for you, like I can guarantee you that success looks different now than it did 15 years ago. And it's okay. Yes. For the people that might be in your ear saying that it's not okay, that's a problem. <laughs> and I think it's sometimes it's not for the people in our own thing. Like uh, true. People, yes. I mean, like, what does that mean? You know, um, maybe it doesn't mean anything for you 10 years ago, but now it means something. And, um, you know, one thing that you said about what the meaning of success for you, picking up the kids and being with the kids, mm -hmm. you know, success is not an abstraction of, you know, a definition of success. Some, like, you know, somebody formulate what it is, KPI, whatever. Yeah. Success is so deeply related to your fulfillment of your heart fulfillment of your life and when you have that connection with your heart what is success for you that related to your heart because you know mm -hmm. like picking up it's it seems like simple but like there's there's more meaning in that there's more yeah. feeling in yes, that right the feeling yeah so that's another thing we are women and i know the corporate world right now is very masculine Mm -hmm. you need to be masculine to move up the ladder in the masculine world world right so we need to return back to our feminine mm. side the feeling the sensing because that's connect with that's that's what build connection it's not how smart you are it's not how intelligent you are it's not how experienced you are it's not how skillful you are it's how you connect it's how you feel and how you can feel and experience yourself yeah that's how we can ourselves that's how we connect with others so using that feminine way of sensing feeling is really important in this kind of era right now in this uncertainty because uh we need uh we need all capacities that we have as human right otherwise like you know if you're good in, in intellectually you know you know how to analysis to do analysis and stuff ai can do that ai can mm -hmm. will grow faster and will probably surpass our capacity to analyze even when you are very skillful in in doing something in your yeah. in your but the things that are different than ai is our feeling emotion and connection and and if you still there um your competitive advantage is the way you lead with your heart not just with your mind and the way you accept yourself and loving yourself and be for yourself like the, ch the child who are afraid be for her when be for you when you're afraid be for you when you like panic or yeah. so that you can be that for others too Mm. Because when we cannot be that for ourselves, how can we we can be for our family, for our kids, for our coworkers, for our team? So this this era, it's really about returning to ourselves because we are so focused on the external. It's time to be focusing on the internal because the external gonna change so much beyond our belief and what is not changing is something inside us mm. so i'm gonna ask you this and i feel like i should ask you right before you started that what's your biggest piece of advice for our listeners i would say learn to accept and love yourself um Welcome the part of you that you don't like. And be okay with being stressed and making mistakes. Because um, if you're okay with that, you'll see the world is still moving. Mm -hmm. You know, you make mistakes, that thing, that doesn't mean the world going to stop. Like in our brain, we're like, oh, no, but it's not. <laughs> Yeah, like, you make one mistake so what you you feel stressful you feel like you're you know you feel disappointed with yourself for a day so what 
because the next day you will move again. So when you really notice, when we really notice that, that even when we are feeling discomfort, um, we know, you know, when you know there's no, it's so cloudy today, maybe, you know, like this past few few weeks, <laughs> cloudy, there's no sun, but the sun is always up there under the sky. So remember that it's always one day, you know, the, the cloud's going to go away and it's, it's like that. It will come back again and go away. So when we, when we can see that changing, when we know we are evolving, when we don't um, stick with our fixed identity, right? Mm. We're so fixed with our identity. Like I'm this, we are evolving being. So when we're evolving, so that means you accept change in you. Yeah. When we accept change in ourselves, then it's easy to accept change in others. Mm. But first, of course, you know, self-love and, and be gentle. Be gentle because we are not gentle. Be kind. We, I, some women, women, we, you know, we try to be kind for others, but can you be kind to yourself? Yes. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Mm. Christine, thank you for that. Okay, so let's talk about this book a little bit more. Okay. So it's getting ready to release in April? Yes. Awesome. And so just talk to the listeners about where they could pick up the book, where they can look for it. Maybe talk a little bit more. I know you talked throughout the podcast, but um, I really want to hone in on that because I think that the heart space, like living with grace and ease is is exactly what we need in this, I'm going to call it the season. Um, mm. Things are shifting. And like like we've talked about, I mean, we need to be able to tap into our, our, our feminine side and give ourselves grace, love ourselves. Mm. And I think that your book really, truly is bringing that to the readers. Yeah. So my book is about, you know, I realized because coming from corporate world, like the way I work, um, I realized we operate within two different, we have a dual systems, like, uh, like in, in our, in our mind, mental, we have dual system. One is the head space and the heart space. Um, we use headspace so much in our work in our life in our societies about being analytical reductive thinking um you know i am i think therefore i am so when i think a and you think b and we're different then i i say like no you're wrong because when because it's about it become about my self-worth about what i think it's not Mm -hmm. so uh in in my book i cover that part that um just to open up that our world is mind made most of the time you know like the 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 role of accountants lawyers whatever ceos are not natural it's mind made like we live in a mind made world and i just want people to realize that and then uh, the next big chapter is the heart sp- the heart space how can we open up to not knowing and allowing and surrender um, and allowing new insights to come. So that's basically what it is. Um, uh, you can find, so my book will be launched in April. It will be available on Amazon. Um, but I gave away a free chapter, download chapter from my site, uh, christinesamuel.ca. You can go there and download a chapter. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I forgot what Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you guys can find that on Amazon. Um, Later in the April. Yes, in April. And so I'm going to drop um, Christine's information in the show notes. Please make sure that you go on there. Um, is the the chapter available now on your website? Yes, the chapter is awesome. available. Awesome. Yay. And also sneak peek. Yeah. And also, uh, if you are still in corporations and uh, you are more like mid-career and, you know, thinking about moving up your career ladders and you really want to own your career, also check out my website, my other site, uh, Women's Career Mastery, womencareermasteries.com. 
um yeah that's that's my other mission as well just to help yeah. people still at work to really learn about owning the career and be themselves and accepting themselves and also being able to speak up about their accomplishment because sometimes we just think like oh that's what I do I you know doesn't matter but it, it matters it does matter for sure and you know what that's part of the corporate detox journey as well a lot of people I think um, automatically assume that corporate detox because my journey was leaving the corporate world that doesn't have to be your journey if you're listening and you're like that's you know I I want to stay in the corporate world there's nothing wrong with that like there's there are people out here like Christine, like myself, like so many others that will help you navigate that and do it in a way that feels amazing to you, that you can thrive. You can use your voice, right? Like you can use your creativity and and not lose yourself in the process. So, um, you know, we, we do this work because we are ridiculously passionate about it. And um, reach out. That is, that is why we spend the time doing podcasts. That's why we spend time, you know, put, putting out content for people to find because we know what it's like to be in the corporate world and maybe not see what else is out there, right? How we can thrive. Maybe we think this is just the way it is till retirement and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And it's so easy to feel alone. Like yes. it's so easy you don't have anyone to talk to. But that's why we're here. So yeah. you don't be alone, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and for anyone out there, um, I'm also going to drop in the show notes my a link to my new ebook. It's a digital, um, a digital book that'll be emailed to you. And it is called Corporate Crossroads. So if you've listened to this and you're like still on the fence, you're, you're like, I, I don't know which way I want to go. I don't know if I should stay, if I should leave. This book is like, it's it's one that you can get in your email, you can print it out and you can mark it up. I want you to work through it and work through all the stuff. And maybe it's something that you start now and you finish later. Maybe it's something that you just make time for, but now's the time for us. And that is part of like the, you know, bringing out your feminine feminine side, right? Like really being able to make the decisions for yourself without the blinders and do it from a place that's like heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you download Amanda's uh, ebook. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to drop all those links in the notes. And Christine, thank you so much for this. Um, I, I love chatting with you. Um, just like so many of our other guests. And I thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for your work and your dedication and devotions for other people like us, other women. And um, yeah, and this podcast really helpful to bring different voices so people can learn more and know that they're not alone. Thank yeah. you, Amanda. Yeah, thank you. So, are you ready to start your own corporate detox journey? Well, if you are, make sure that you check out amandamccorder.net for different ways to work with me, as well as some freebies that could help you get started. If you're on social media, follow me at Amanda K. McCorder on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.